Hello! Welcome back to the Grogan and Brogan podcast. I nearly forgot the name there for a second. But um, yeah, episode 8 I think we're on now. And uh, you may notice something different. I have a new mic, courtesy of our fantastic sponsor, Kez Kinnaman. Great man. Check out the SoundCloud. I, I don't know what the URL is, but if you just look up Kez, Scatman the Scaldi, he's there. Um, does some good beats, does some good raps, and uh, yeah, he's he's a good man. Uh, my my quality will be as shit as usual for the next week or two until I get a chance to purchase one. But uh, yeah, it's it's in the works. So soon enough, I'll be up to scratch up, Brogan. Yeah, and I'm, I can look at my sound file now, and I can literally, anytime I breathe, I can just see the, like, shakes going up, so it's, it's going to be more annoying to edit, but, you know, I'm up for the challenge, I, I don't mind doing it. Um, so today, the topic of the podcast is, we you may have seen on our Instagram story, we asked some, some of you to send in your most epic facts, and the, the point was to kind of... Uh, I would research them and I'd ask Craig does he think that they're true or that they're false and then I would research them and I'd find out whether they are true or aren't true <laughs> and um, I have five pages worth of facts here sitting beside me it took, Jesus. It took me about three or four hours to do I'd say so um, <laughs> I'd really appreciate your listen in this um, podcast. <laughs> that would be nice. So, uh, yeah, Craig, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, the only thing I can say is I'm very underprepared for usual. <laughs> Not compared to, like, last week. Uh, but, yeah, that's it really is. You're just going to be hearing me show talk probably this episode. So, sure yeah. What, what can you do? What can you do? Um, anyway, we, we start off with the facts quite quite slowly, to be honest. We, we get this one. This one came in from Ruby. She says, Joe Jonas just married Sansa. Sansa? Sansa from Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I don't know. Sansa Stark, she's hot. That's all I can true. say. True or false, Craig? Uh, true. Yeah, that's a fact. They announced their engagement on October 2017. And they married on Wednesday, the 1st of May. What's Joe Jonas doing marrying her? I thought the Jonas brothers were like dead and buried. They came back, did they not? I don't know. I don't be I paying thought, attention. I thought they released a single, like kind of recently. I don't know. I never liked them. Yeah, same. I know <coughs> Stormzy, it mightn't have been Joe Jonas, but Stormzy did a cover, or not a cover, but you know the way when artists like release a single, sometimes they get people to do like remixes and stuff? Yeah, Stormzy did one of them, and it was good. For the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, one of the Jonas Brothers. I don't know which one it was. Jesus, didn't know that. Yeah, so there you go. That's that's fact number one. We're we're underway. So <laughs> we'll probably we'll try and keep tally to see how many I get correct. Yeah, how many? Actually, yeah. I, where's my pen? Do I have a pen here? I do. Right. 
you have one out of one. So next fact comes from my very own brother, Fionn Malloy. Shout out Fionn. Uh, there are more bacteria cells in your body than human cells. Uh, false. False. Any yeah. any reasoning behind it? What do you think? No, I'm just just went with a false. I don't know. Okay, no no thought process. Just went false. Yeah, just went with the instinct. Well, unfortunately for you, it is in fact true. Yeah, my gut instinct isn't very, <laughs> not very good. <laughs> it is often believed that there are bacteria cells in the body of a factor, like there's more bacteria cells by a factor of 10 to 1. Like there's 10 times more bacteria cells than human cells. But that, that is false. A okay. reference man who was 70 kg, 20 to 30 years old and 1, one meter 70 tall, which is about 6 foot-ish. Uh, contains 30 trillion human cells and 39 trillion bacteria cells and that is uh, the the source for that one I got was nature.com I don't know I, I don't know why I linked the source <laughs> I don't know I don't know if they're accurate or not just the, the nature.com <coughs> seems pretty accurate I don't know that is interesting though isn't it yeah, it is. Uh, see, I'm more of a physics man, so I don't know shit about the <laughs> human body. How's uh, physics going for you? <laughs> well, I'd rather not talk about it. Yeah, me too, me too. I'm not going to lie. Okay, uh, this one's a bit of a controversial one, but I, I looked it up anyway. Okay. Uh, it's despite making up. This is in America. By <laughs> oh way, right? no! Yeah, you know what it is already. Despite yeah. making up thirteen percent of the population, black people commit half the crime. What do you think? Look, if I say yeah, I'm just gonna sound racist if I'm wrong. Uh, no, not necessarily. I'm. Fuck it. I'm gonna say true. Craig, how could you? Oh my god, it's clearly false. Oh. <laughs> is it? It is, yeah, yeah. 50, oh. 52% of homicides were by black people in America, and uh, but only 38.5% of people arrested for murder, manslaughter, rape, robbery, and aggravated assault were black people. And that's only people who were arrested, not convictions. So okay. you could argue that like the police are racist. I don't know. I'm not saying that, but some people uh, do argue that. In America, I'd probably agree that they in are. Amer in America, America, well, that that that's a a hot take. You could you could go on that one. Uh, probably more say it's almost a fact. because uh, there's I mean, a lot of like, come on, like there's a lot of video of ev evidence of why police officers just open and fire around black males well not males but like just the how do i say this uh i'm gonna sound mad race i don't know how to like word this no know? i know what i know what you mean i know what you mean but it, it, the thing that i see is like obviously you can't say that the police force as a whole is racist no there no, might no. be some racist police officers understandable but as a whole, you can't you can't say that every police officer is just out to kill other black people. 
but yeah, it's 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 only thirty eight point five percent of the people arrested, and it's only for the crimes of murder, manslaughter, rape, robbery, and aggravated assault. So obviously, there's a lot more crimes than that in America. What was a uh, what was the majority of like the ethnicity? That I think like, it was, what was. I think for that one, it was white people. Really. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I don't really remember, but I think it was white people. Goddamn crackers. <laughs> I'm trying to work out. Should I cut that or not? I ah, will leave it. Your look. No, one boy. I can say cracker. You can say cracker, but well, do the advertisers like cracker? <laughs> I don't know. We only have one sponsor, and it's cows. So. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, <laughs> we, we ain't even getting moolah. <laughs> anyway, that one came from... Cha- surprisingly came from channel4.com. Damn. Yeah, there you go. Now, we're on to a big one. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. This is, as our sponsor, Kez Kinnevan, would call an epic B-fact. My favourite. Kez, I, I should explain to the listeners at home, Kez is our resident B expert. He didn't actually uh he didn't actually post this one in. This was from Aoife, a good friend of mine from primary school. Um she says bees don't have lungs. True or false? Oh okay, I'm gonna say false, but <laughs> but, but hear me out I need there's a backstory to this Kez is a is a trustworthy man when it comes to epic defects and he went on a he went on a mad tangent one of the days and convinced me that bees don't have lungs they have gills but I don't know if he was if he was chatting so yeah bees have fucking lungs obviously come on they have to they don't or they do they do they do have lungs. Yeah, surely. that's your fine. That's your fine answer. Yeah, surely they have lungs. I don't know a single living organism. Well, no, I take that back. I could be completely wrong. A single animal that doesn't have lungs. So I'm gonna go. Yes, they do have lungs. Well, I swear Craig, to God, if this is false, it's false. Well, it's true because bees don't have lungs. The fact that bees don't have lungs is true. In fact, no insect has lungs. What? Instead of lungs, insects breathe with a network of chi- a network of tiny tubes in their abdomen called trachea. Trachea, I think it's called. I tried to look up the, the how you pronounce it, but I was unconclusive. I think it's trachea. And um, the air enters the tubes. The tubes through like a row of holes along the insect's abdomen, and uh, they can breathe through that. And that is why this was this became big in the media after the Notre Dame fire because the Notre Dame Cathedral held in the the ceiling of it held like I think it was like three uh bee nests mm. and none of them died. And people were like, How? And it was like, Well, bees don't have lungs, so they can breathe through smoke. Actually just I just wanna to apologise to Kez for doubting them. <laughs> He was right I mean, all along. I mean, they're not lo- they're not gills. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm actually really surprised at that. I didn't know insects didn't have lungs. That's mad, that's actually. From, um, that's from askabiologist.asu.edu. Whatever you want to make it at. Jesus Christ, that, I didn't yeah, know that. That name. was from 
yeah, that was from Aoife. So, um, next one. Uh, this one comes from Ben, a good listener of ours. He's the one, remember, in the last episode, he suggested the... Uh, remember I was talking to you about the... Actually, you probably don't because your memory's pox, but the... Um, do you know what? For once, I actually <laughs> do know what you're going to say. I do remember. The, uh, the AI the, game. The program. Yeah, 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 yeah. The program that made... Uh, that learned how to walk. Anyway, it's uh, his fact was, the dark side of Venus could roast a raw chicken. As a physicist myself i can 100 percent honestly true heartily say this is true what tell me your thought process on that one no i don't need a thought <laughs> process i don't need one it's true i know it's, it's true. true yeah oh fuck wait hang on i wasn't counting score so you got the first one right and the second one wrong ah uh, who cares third. about the score come on you got the third one wrong as well so this one you got Correct. Hey, hey. Yeah, you got it correct. Well, te- I suppose technically. <laughs> Come on. The, what? From my from my research, right, I found out that, uh, like, I couldn't... F- well, one, I couldn't find a temperature for the dark side of Venus. Yeah. But the, the mean temperature on Venus is 462 degrees Celsius. Okay. And a chicken cooks at 230 degrees Celsius. So that's double what you'd need to cook a chicken. Right, will I tell you you how I actually knew this? Okay. Do you remember like a few months ago there was a meme of how Mm. many slaps would it take to cook a raw chicken? (laughs) And we done the math in the class in physics. We did. That's how I knew. But that has nothing to do with Venus. Ah, yeah, but like... What if Venus was one of them fucking freezing planets? Yeah, but... I'm a genius with a big brain, so like obviously I knew stuff like that. It's not that hard to know stuff like anyway, that. Anyway, so the website that I was looking at said you cook a chicken at 230 degrees Celsius for 10 to 15 minutes. So I guess a chicken would cook in about 5 to 7.5 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I got that from space.com, the temperature of mean, the mean temperature of Venus. It is like I don't know if I can, I can say that roast the chicken. Like I, I'm gonna put that one as inconclusive, but tech kind of true. Because like, uh, if am I you put the a point, chicken but... there, yeah, you get the point. All right then. Because like, if if you put it there, it it could just set on fire. Does that count as roasting? Like, yeah. Yeah, but what if, if it just if, if it's gone. It'll be very roasted. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, definitely. If it if it's set on fire, then it, it it will be cooked. And if it incinerates, then it's definitely gonna be cooked. So, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, then, then I guess it's true. Right. right. We're actually flying through this. I thought we'd have a bit more discussion over this. Anyway, um, this one came from Luke, right? And he was very, very, very adamant that it was correct. Are you ready so, for? It? Okay. Ants can carry ten times their own body weight, and he was hand on heart convinced that this is true. See, uh, I've heard something similar to this a while ago. I know that like for their size, they're extremely strong, but I don't know if it's ten. I thought it, I thought it was more than ten. Uh, 
I'm gonna go false because I think it's more than ten. Okay, I'm I'm gonna give you the point for that one. Okay. Because because it's true, it is true that they can carry ten times their own body weight. Okay. But it's estimated that they can carry ten to fifty times their own body weight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I I did like I knew that they they could carry ten, but I thought the number was more than that. That's why I said that's why I said it was mm. false because I mm. had a feeling it was higher than that. Hmm. Ants are actually they're so small that their muscles have a greater what's called a cross sectional area, which means yeah. just they're thicker. And relative to their body size, uh, than a large animal's this this means they can like produce more force pound for pound or milligram for milligram in a in an ant's yeah. case. And that was from uh, askabiologist.com again. <laughs> ants are mad, honestly. They we'd, are. Be f- we'd be fucked if ants were bigger than they were. Big time. Yeah, because if they're as big as us, they go faster than a Lamborghini. Jesus Christ! Mm. I, I was only actually last week. I think I was watching a David Attenborough's new documentary on Netflix, Airworld, mm. and then it's just that they reminded me there that I don't know if it was in our our planet, but it was one of these older documentaries. I just remember ants like making themselves into a bridge for them for like. Yeah, I remember that. I think I watched that as well. And like, it was actually mad to see. Like, they actually Crazy. like connected each other together, like like a puzzle, so the rest of the colony could walk across and bring food back. Jesus. Damn. Yeah, ants That's are crazy. Wild. Ants are wild. There's another ant fact coming up soon. Okay. I'm just gonna warn you, right? <laughs> maybe i can be epic ant fact man you know anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh right next one i feel like you're definitely gonna get right you shouldn't have put the pressure on like that but go on no 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 you'll you'll understand when you hear it this one comes in from lauren <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i already know what it is she says everton are tops big fat faults big fat faults is correct yeah and i, I did go on. i did the research <laughs> There's Everton, no need to do research on I, that. I did the research anyway. Everton have won nine league titles, but uh, none since 1987. Jesus Christ. And their last trophy was in 1995. Everton have only uh, won two trophies since the Premier League era. Era? Since uh, the Premier League era. One of which being the Charity Shield. <laughs> which doesn't count. It's just a Mickey Mouse trophy. Mickey Mouse trophy. Yeah. Same as the Capital One Cup, or whatever it's called now. Carabao uh, Cup, Mickey Mouse Trophy. Yeah, I'm disappointed on Lauren for picking Everton in all fairness. Yeah, she picked Everton. Um, well, Potters. as far as I know, she picked Everton. I tried to get her to pick Celtic, but she she, she wouldn't. Anyone other than Everton. Yeah, she's, she mentioned Tottenham as well. I was very surprised. I thought Crystal Palace would have been the one, but... Sure. I wanted her to pick Crystal Palace yeah. or or Wolves but she didn't like Wolves she didn't like the, the kit or the, the badge anyway next fact this is from Becky and this is an interesting one this caused a bit of debate in when we were doing our geography project the other day okay. between a, well not a bit of debate but they they were kind of considering it I guess the brain yeah. is the fattest organ in the body body Fattest. Fattest. Like the most percentage of it is fat. Uh, 
that. Mm. Um, I'm gonna say false. You're gonna say false based on what? I don't really know. I'm kind of lost here. Well, put it this way: what do you, what organ do you think is fatter? Uh, like the large intestine or some shit. I don't know. Like it, like it depends. Cause I'm not going to say skin because it all depends on the size of the person. So like, oh yeah, I remember I was I was talking you to you. Know? Was it you I was talking about this? And I was like, well, if you think about it, the fat is like under the skin. It's not part of the skin. No, it wasn't me. But like, that's where I'm thinking. That's like my thought process. Like I'm gonna say, I don't know, because you can't just like. It depends on the size of the person. So. I, I guess it's kind of like an, an average uh, I'm just gonna say false I don't know well you're incorrect it's um really yeah it's it is the fattest brain your brain is about 60% fat Jesus yeah there you go that's a surprise knowing award-winning website knowingneurons.com big shout out Mm, shout out to them I don't know who they are that yeah, came from same. Becky I can't remember if I if I mentioned that before no I'm surprised at that one now in all fairness yeah it is an interesting one um, like I thought I suppose... maybe like I thought the brain was like like 90% muscle not fat but now I'm thinking is brain actually muscle and then I was going to sound like a dumbass no I think the brain is a muscle technically okay yeah right I think I don't know I'm going to have to research that that's an epic fact, Craig. Why didn't you put it in? <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to look that one up. Um, yeah, it, it is an interesting one. That one that one did shock me. I yeah. didn't... Like, all the other ones before this, I was like... I kind of had an idea whether they'd be true or false or not. Nah, bees have no lungs to still be in. Okay, yeah, that one, that one shook me. Fact. That one did sh- shake me a lot. I was like, whoa. Um, anyway, next fact, Emma Gray. She she put in, I think, two, but I only picked one because the other one was like, I think it was like, when when your phone autocorrects fucking to ducking, it's nothing to do with the animal. It means... Yeah, crouching. Yeah, crouching. I was like, yeah. well, obviously. <laughs> anyway, this one surprised me. Um... More Guinness is sold in Nigeria than in Ireland. This is a fact. True. True. I'm surprised. I was surprised at it as well. Yeah, it's true. See, I was surprised at what the number one country was, because Nigeria isn't number one. Ireland's number three. Nigeria is number two. Uh, there's the second largest consumers of Guinness. Ireland sitting in third, and forty percent of Guinness drank in the world is in Africa. Jesus. Yeah, that's mad. United Kingdom are in the top spot. I suppose that's technically three countries in one. Yeah. And we're a country of, was it, four and a half million people or something? I think I've seen it a while ago. It was like countries that drink the most amount of tea, and it was India, Ireland, England. But like, comp- for the size of our country, we drank an insane amount of tea, so I can kind of understand. But still, I'm still surprised that we're not number one. Hmm. Me too. 
Uh, well, I'm not surprised because we're we're because we're very small and like how many people are in the UK? Like eighty million people or something? Yeah, too many. Uh, <laughs> and there's wait, a lot of people in Africa as well. So, but why are you classing Africa differently to Nigeria? Isn't like Nigeria's in not Africa? D- so like no, no, no. I'm not saying forty percent of Nigeria. I'm saying forty percent of all Guinness drank in the whole world is from Africa, oh, spread okay. around those countries. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm really surprised at that now. That's from um that that's not a very reliable source. That's from irisharoundoz.com. Yeah, sounds kind of a bit fugazi. It Actually, does sound fugazi. Didn't Guinness have a ad if a few years ago? Remember the lads walking down the like road in Africa? Oh, the boys in, in the suits. suits. Yeah, yeah, what an ad. They're real geezers, I think. Really? Like they do roll around in their suits. As far as I know, that's what my brother told me anyway. That's mad, actually. Jesus. I don't know. Sure, look. I just realised how many times I've said, damn, that's mad, and Jesus. Already. That, that's the point of this podcast, I guess. We want people to go, damn, that's mad, Jesus. Pub talk. <laughs> that's what we want. Yeah. Actually, shout out to Liam for that one. Liam told me and Craig what the Guinness Book of Records was. It was created by Guinness, like the, the drinking, like Guinness drink, to to um kind of create pub talk so like you go oh did you know that the world record for i don't know uh world's longest podcast is 47 hours or something i don't know oi actually that's a banging idea what to like raise awareness or like get our podcast bigger like just (laughs) break a world record Check what the, Think, what the what the record is for the longest podcast. Nah, I'm like. going to have to do that, like, right now. Hang on. Yeah, give me, yeah, check. Give me a minute. Because I'm just saying, we we have somewhere free, you know? We do. We do. <laughs> that, would, that would actually be mad. World's longest podcast. The longest uninterrupted live webcast, audio only, is 52 hours and was achieved by Nescafe. Tree U one Arada, Turkey, in Istanbul, Turkey, from 13th of April to the 15th of April, 2012. The record attempt was carried out by two famous male Turkish radio DJs called Senk and Erdem. We can definitely be 52 hours. 52 hours is piss. Are you joking me? Yeah. What was the episode of iCarly? How long did they go for? You know the one I wanted to break to a record for longest live stream? Oh, shit. I don't know. Uh, 52 hours can be done. Easily done. And imagine the fucking... That's fucking free advertisement. Like, a lot of it. Woo! And April 2012. So it's been, what, like... Seven years since it was done? Nobody's attempted it. Damn, we could be on for a world record. Let's just think Damn. That, that, That could be on the list now. I'm genuinely thinking of doing that. 52 yeah. hour podcast. Because imagine, we, right, because, like, first of all, it would raise awareness for us. We'd be getting pu- free publicity, which is the best We could make it, like, we could make it a charity live stream. Bam. Uh, and it'd be simple as well. Because one, yeah, right, just we, easy, could, like, we could just chat shit, and as well, we could get our friends to come over and hop in on the podcast, like, just walk in and Just any time they wanted, call in and just go for it. Yeah, 
Oh, oh boy. my god. Oh boy. Bruh, we'd be so tired though, imagine. 52 hours. 52 hours straight? I reckon I could do it though. Yeah. A few rums and coke. Easy. Easy things. Jeez. Well, I'll, I'll do a bit of research on that now. Damn. Okay. Stay tuned. Yeah. World's longest podcast coming soon. <laughs> oh, longest. Good. Okay, hang on. Wait. Longest audio on only live stream. Wait, what's that? Oh, my internet's so bad. Why isn't it gone? Um. Yeah, it's the same one. Fifty-two hours. Damn. Um, fifty-two hours can be done. Like. Yeah, 52 hours, damn. That's, like, what, two days and 48 hours, so it's just over two days. Like, the thing is as well, like, see if we got, like, the lads over to walk in. You could technically go for a snooze, but the lads took over for, like, two hours or something and woke back up and carried on. Yeah. It's sorted. We're going for it. Man, we're breaking this world record. (laughs) But, and we'd have to oh fuck hang on how, how much do you reckon it costs anything to get like one of them adjudicators out Um, I'm not too sure we'll do some research after the podcast we will That's yeah we'll on. get back to this in the next one hang on there's an apply now button sign in oh fuck right I'll do all this later but yeah that's actually mad we could do that genuinely do that free publicity right we could do a charity event as well. So raise money. Yeah, raise charity. money. Get people to donate. We could set well, up a web page or something. Man, get us a record holder. That's mad. Yeah, oh my God. We could well do that. I feel like I'm absolutely under-exaggerating how hard it is to stay up for 52 <laughs> hours, but still. But yeah. That's fucking <clears throat> world record sorted. Free publicity. Podcast charity. going global. Fuck, damn. Raise money for charity too. And we could get, like, media attention as well. Yeah. Damn, okay. Right, I like this. Yeah. Anyway, move back back to facts. Apart from the fact that we're the greatest <coughs> podcast. Uh, when grass is distressed, they send out a strong smell to let us know. That's why, when being cut, there's a strong smell of grass. That's from Chloe. Um... Uh, yeah, true. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I put this one down as correct-ish. Because it's y- like, like when you cook grass, it the smell does be more stronger. That is true. Like, well, that's that's undeniably true. Or like, mm. obviously. Yeah. But it's like, it's not really a distress signal. Yeah. It's it's the smell of chemical defenses and first aid is what what was described to me as it's like the grass is like trying to to save itself the 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 the, what it releases uh glvs or green leaf volatiles is what it's called and that like kind of repairs the grass and like kind of covers it up like you know the way when you cut yourself you get a scab yeah it's like the same thing yeah, that, that right. grass does, and that has a smell, and that's what we associate with the smell of freshly cooked grass. Yeah. So it's it's not really a distress signal; it's more of a but like, like I can a, a self repair system. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was from uh, Chloe. <laughs> Mentalfloss.com. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> Fucking hell, these sources, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. Anyway, we can only assume that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one actually does have a good source for the answer. Okay. Okay, the North Pole moves. This is also from Chloe, by the way. True. Any reasoning behind that one? No. No? No. Do you no. not even want to hazard a guess as to why? No, go feel it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's correct. See? My good yeah, always the, right. See, it, well, it's correct depending on what you're talking about. Because the Earth has several poles, right? Mm. And it has two geographical poles, which are north and south, and two magnetic poles, which are um, north and south as well. The geographical poles are the axis of rotation of the Earth, yeah? Yeah. So, that don't really move. Like, you know the way... Like, they're seeing the same place, but they're just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The magnetic poles, they do rotate. That's the one where your compass points to. And they move... They move up to 80 kilometers a day. What? Yeah, up to 80 kilometers a day. (laughs) And its actual location which is an average of all these um of all the loops because it, it moves it moves 80 kilometers in a loop okay yeah, like yeah, in, yeah. A, in just a circle and the average of all these loops is is known as its actual location which that itself moves 25 miles per year jesus christ yeah it's it's wild so your compass doesn't point at the same point every day that's mad. That's actually mad. That one, I, I enjoyed that one. <laughs> I knew that I knew the pole moved, but I didn't know it moved that much, and I didn't know it moved. Like I thought, it just swung around in circles. Do you know what that's actually... that reminded me of? Actually, when you what? said that your compass doesn't always point to the same thing every day, that reminded me of what we were talking about. Remember Brian Cox explaining like light years away? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that. That's a fact that, that blew my mind. Okay, yeah. I was listening to that during the week. It's the Joe Rogan and Brian Cox podcast. And I'll leave a link to it in the description. It is literally... It's probably the best podcast I've ever heard. It's so good. And it it blew my mind every two minutes. It's wild. Yeah. Like, it explains uh, black holes. It explains that wormholes are possible. It's like time travel is technically possible. All these things. It's just crazy. No, yeah, it's insane podcast. But the thing that blew my mind was when he was explaining light years away. Uh, uh, the simple way to put it is, if I'm looking at a star that's ten million light years away, when I'm looking at it, that's what it looked like ten million years ago, because it took the light ten million years to travel from the star to what I'm looking at so most likely a telescope so that's what it looked like 10 million years ago and the part that really freaked me was what yeah, you said yesterday of it. yeah yeah the reverse is satyrs aliens which there is fact uh if they're looking at us they could probably be just looking at when the dinosaurs were there depending on how far it is away if they're yeah. like 200 million light years away they would be looking at dinosaurs that's math 
that's mad. When you texted me that, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> We're catfish. We're honestly yeah. catfish. Yeah. Imagine imagine them looking at us now, walking around in our Actually, no shoes and all. No wonder we haven't been visited yet. Because they're probably yeah, they're looking just at us scared. and just, just seeing dinosaurs like, and Bruh. Bam. Here, we should send our podcast into space and just hope some sentient being finds it. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I apologize. Um, right. Well, I think we're done that page. Yeah, we're done. We're one this page. Long ass podcast. This is forty minutes. <laughs> we're already forty yeah. minutes in. We need to speed okay. up, right? Fuck. Right, next one's from Becky. Uh fa- or daughter of I was gonna say father of father. daughter of Brian Foley, who's already been on the podcast. If you haven't heard that one, go go watch it now. Great podcast. Uh but she says wearing headphones for an hour increases the bacteria in your ear by seven hundred percent. Uh I don't know. Uh, true. I don't know when it comes to bacteria. True. Well, actually, <laughs> I couldn't find an answer. Is the oh answer to that one? God. It's inconclusive. Cause uh, I I couldn't find any evidence other than a shitey Yahoo article. Yeah. To verify. That, don't mind that trash. Yeah, uh, it was like, and it looked really fake as well. Yeah. Like there was no sources, there was no references or anything, but. I did a bit more research and it is a fact that earbuds can cause damage to our ears. Yeah, I knew that. Earbuds can one, carry dirt and bacteria and if you're putting that in your ear it can give you ear infections. And uh, two, the build-up of earwax caused by earbuds because you're putting them in your ear and it can now, your ear can, your ear self-cleans itself. That's why like wax kind of falls out of your ear mm-hmm. a little bit and it's like that that's what it's doing your ear is like cleaning itself but if you wear earbuds all the time that's like blocking that from happening oh and, okay and that can create infections through like sweating and stuff like that yeah and also earbuds can rupture your eardrums from being too loud so that's from whittierhospital.com an, an actual hospital <laughs> okay so next one is the remember I was telling you about the epic ant fact that's yeah. coming up the epic ant fact is ants count the steps they take and remember the number to return to the nest fact true damn dead very positive there are very sure yourself yeah the good stuff what did you think that uh to be honest you already told me this (laughs) no i didn't I, i never gave you the answer no I think it was in school you said it to me. No, right, I said that was, that that was the fact that we gave in. I never gave you the answer to it. Oh shit. Uh damn. Uh I don't know. True. I don't know. Yeah. Well it's it's true to a certain extent. Okay. Unlike most ants, the Saharan desert ant does not use chemical trails to navigate between the nest and a food source, right? Usually ants, what they do is they release a chemical as they walk and they just follow that trail back. Yeah. But the Saharan desert ant doesn't do this. And they were like, hmm, why? So they conducted the test and they 
one when they um when they were going to the food source before they did they added length so they put kind of the ants on stilts so their legs were longer so they'd take bigger steps okay and they found that the ants would overshoot their destination right so that oh. that would be one a, a big uh, a big uh, piece of evidence to say that they do count their steps and then when they were coming back they took the stilts off and they undershot their destination so they okay. knew that they what it kind of was is like it's they have a path integrator is what the scientists who wrote this paper called and um but as I'd, um the kind of media took this story and kind of ran with it and they called it a step integrator and they kind of said yeah ants can't steps when really that wasn't what the paper said they just well, where's the quote I have the quote um oh yeah the the researcher said loosely speaking a step counter although ants most probably do not literally count their steps so what a lot of the time what's the downfall of like scientists is like they they try and simplify things so that people understand it but in simplifying it people take it the wrong way and yeah. assume something else that isn't actually true yeah i know what you mean yeah so that one and there's like a reference for this there's the <coughs> actual paper which is uh whitlinger wrote this one in 2006 it's called Antodometer: stepping on stilts and stumps damn you've done a lot of research i did yeah i, I know my shit dog <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give you that one, because I, I, I wrote it down as true. Oh, fuck. Right, anyway, uh, we'll do some quick-fire ones, because these are quite quick. Um, male honeybees don't work, they just do the sex. False. It, incorrect, it's true. What? Yeah. Male? Yeah. They don't do any work? A drone is a male bee. Unlike the female worker bee, drones do not have stingers and gather nectar nor pollen. A drone's primary role is to make is to mate with an unfertilized queen. Oh, okay, damn. <laughs> uh, okay, next one, real quick. That was from Ushin, by the way. These next few are from Ruby. Uh, if you turn Mount Everest upside down and put it in the Mariana Trench, it still wouldn't reach the bottom. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a fact. Uh, yeah. you, there's actually seven thousand and forty-one feet in the difference. The yeah. ocean's scary, actually. I was just it thinking about very that there. scary. Like, it's mad to... Like, sorry. sorry. Go for it, no. Nah, because it's mad to think that even though something that's here on Earth is less explored than space, which is mm. kind of mad to think, like, we just don't have... Like, we can go... Well, quote-unquote, we, we can go to the moon. <laughs> not getting back to that, but... <sighs> Fuck's sake. But, yeah, we can't get to the bottom of the ocean. Which is like, oh, what's actually the percentage? There's a mad percentage. We've only explored like something percent of the ocean. I don't know how that fact, to be honest. Yeah, no, nah, the ocean's made. made. What did I go like? Had Gucci man on it. I don't know. Cut that shit. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so tired. Carry on. Sorry. Uh, right, next <clears throat> fact. There was plastic found in the Mariana Trench and the animals eat the plastic. Plastic found in the Mariana Trench on the end. Like the bottom, the like the very deepest part of the ocean, basically. Uh, false. It's, it's true. Damn. Like, like, there's really not much to say about it other than stop fucking using plastics, I guess. 
That's from National Geographic, by the way, so you know it's true. Big up them, legends. Yeah. Uh, next one real quick. The world produces 10 tons of plastic every second. It's probably true. It's actually false, but not in a good way. It's much worse. According to PlasticOceans.org, we produce 300 million tons of plastic uh, every year, which averages at just under 571 tons every day. Fucking hell. And we wonder like, why we're in trouble. Yeah, and it's like 90% of that, get, or was it like 80% of that ends up in the ocean or something? Yeah, no, that's actually that pissed me off because I'm going to go back to Notre Dame. That happened a few weeks ago. Over a billion was donated to Notre Dame, which to me was fucking stupid. Like, it's a bit of architecture. I know, yeah, it's historical, beautiful architecture. But if you took that amount of money that was donated towards... Notre Dame, we could have, what was it, I forget the statistic, we could have wiped out like half of uh, the hunger uh, throughout the whole world with that money. But yeah, billionaires, that 1% is more worried about epoxy fucking smelly bleeding church, but they don't give bollocks about the hunger crisis that we have in the world. That pissed me off major actually. Yeah, I, I do understand donating to the church's fund, but like... But the church, like the church is... Yeah, like, no, 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 don't, I, sorry, don't get don't. me wrong here, right? It's, it's like, I do understand donating to the church's fund, but like literally that billion dollars and we've had world hunger for how many years? Like, yeah. And, and it's been up, I, like, UNICEF have been working on all this and... I forget the statistic, but I'm pretty sure you could have wiped out more than half of the hunger crisis throughout the whole world with that amount of money. Yeah. And as well, it's not like the, as if the Catholic Church doesn't have money. It's one of the most pleasing, richest and powerful uh, monarchies. Is it a Catholic Church? I don't know that. I'm pretty sure it was Catholic Church. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I, I yeah. don't know and I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. It's just people being dumb cunts. Yeah. Right, sorry. Um, and like, actually, it's worth mentioning that guy, there's some billionaire donated a billion euro to the environment, to save the environment. Yeah, yes. Uh, he was Swiss, was he? I don't know. I'm pretty I, sure. I just saw it on like a lad bible or something. Yeah, I seen that myself actually. That was good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, right, we only kind of have like <coughs> ten minutes left or something. No, we can go it's... over. It doesn't have to be bang on an hour. There's not really. Is there any interesting ones? Um. Oh, there's another ant fact. Do you want another ant fact? Go on. Uh, ants kidnap green flies to keep them to get honeydew out of them like the way we milk cattle what uh, 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 I don't know true it's all true bar the kidnapping part what yeah so aphids are these green flies that this was from ruby again so aphids is what she meant she said green flies um they uh, they share a symbiotic relationship or in layman's terms they nice. sh- uh, they they help each other out nice so aphids supply like a sugary like kind of honeydew for the for the ants and the ants protect the aphids from predators in return I... uh, some actually it's kind of funny some ants become so desperate for this honeydew that they like stroke the the <laughs> aphids with their antennas and <laughs> this like stimulates the the aphids and they release the honeydew 
and uh, yeah. it's gotten to the point that some aphids they can't like um, they can't release the honeydew without being stroked <laughs> no. I'm not even going to say anything <laughs> no I really enjoyed researching that one I was like what the fuck <laughs> Uh, I think okay. I'll give you one more fact. Actually, you got that one right. Hang on. Um, I think I have the score right, but I, I might have missed one or two. Actually, what'd you say? Yeah, you said correct about the ants one, so you got that one right as well. Um, the last fact I'm gonna give you for today. Right. Also from Ruby, she sent a lot in. To be fair to her, shout out Ruby. Yeah, big Um, and she's been a she's been a supporter since day dot. So respect mm-hmm. to that. Uh, there has been roughly 108 billion people to ever live on Earth. 108 billion. Um, false. How many do you think there's been? More than that. I don't know exactly, but I'm thinking more. If you were to guess, what would you say? I don't know. 500 billion. Well... Craig, you're wrong. <laughs> what? There has been... Okay, in 1995, a I think it's a company, it just said Haub, H-A-U-B, okay. calculated there has been about 105 billion births since the dawn of the human race. Uh, I don't know what... I think they calculated that from like... Uh, 50,000 BC. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's what they calculated it from, um, yeah. and then they updated that figure figure to roughly one hundred and seven billion as of two thousand and eleven. See, I thought it would have been more because remember the Black Plague wiped out like an insane amount of the population. So then yeah. I was thinking that ca- maybe that kind of only hit Europe though. I think so. Yeah. Although there wasn't, there wouldn't have been many. Mm, it's kind of hard to tell because, like, before we discovered America, we don't know how many Native Americans there were. Yeah, true. So it is hard to kind of like tell. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Actually, here's a fun fact that wasn't written down. You don't keep that researched. in, please. Don't keep that. In. Okay, for a bit of context, Craig just made an awful joke about Columbus, and I'm going to tell you a fact about Columbus, right? He treated, when he went over to America, the Americas, he didn't even discover America, even though he's hailed as a hero. He discovered the islands off America. Yeah, dumbass. Then he took a load of slaves, right, with him to bring back to Portugal or something. He treated the slaves so badly, slaves, literal slaves, he treated them so badly that his crew were like, nah, nah, you can't, like, nah. And they, they overtook the ship and tied him up. Yeah, I knew that. That just shows, once you're like, you're treating literally slaves Slaves. too badly. (laughs) That's just, that's mad. Shout out actually, Boats and Holes for, that's the only reason I got past my history in a a junior cert. Was remembering the Nina, the Pinna, the, the, the Santa, Santa Maria. Maria. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, God, that's the only reason I knew her. Go on, respect, respect. Um, yeah, so you got that one wrong, I think. Uh, it doesn't matter, nobody's counting. I'm counting. <laughs> I'm not. How many, how many do you think you got right? I don't know, four. 
You got eight right. What? Really? Eight right, four wrong. Damn, really? Yeah. Damn, what that got? Respect. More What's that, 75%? Right? Did I you do know, that, Matt, sorry? I don't know. Hang on, I have a calculator beside me. <laughs> so, wait, there was 12, and you got eight. Oh, fuck. Uh, you got... Mullamonganaleville. <laughs> you got 66.6% right. I'll take that. Well, we just round we round up to 67. What's that, H, H4, H3? Something? I don't know, probably. Who knows? Anyway, yeah, you did good. Thanks. Anyway, I Thanks, believe man. you want to speak about the League of Ireland for a minute. Uh, yeah, there's kind of a few things I want to speak about. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Firstly, League of Ireland. Uh, I'm, we're recording a bit late now for it, but uh, I think maybe two weeks ago... Yeah, I don't know, around two weeks this ago, uh, we had Bows and Rovers away in Tala. Uh, obviously, Bows won again, you know, as was ex- ex- expected. But I was I was sitting beside Keith Buckley in Starbucks the next day. Yeah, what a man. Shout out Keith Buckley if you're listening. The Irish <laughs> can't they? Uh, so just tweet him and tell him to listen. <laughs> uh, everybody, anybody who has Twitter, tweet Keith Buckley and tell him to listen. Uh yeah, I like obviously the result is fantastic. What an atmosphere! But it like that game itself just it was a perfect advertisement for the league and just shows you what we can actually achieve if we're allocated the amount of tickets and if the league itself gets pumped a bit of money. Like there was there was it was a record attendance. There was six thousand four hundred and something. I think was it. It was around that. But it was a record attendance for the League of Ireland. Uh, It was, like, it's the best atmosphere I've ever been, like, at a match. It was unbelievable. Uh, Obviously, footballing-wise, you know yourself, it went down to nine men, and it was 1-0 for... But don't mind about that. But, yeah, it's, like... It just goes to show that like the league, we can in Ireland have a professional league if the league is given funds, which I don't know if we agree on that, do we? Because I know... Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. No, I'd agree. Because I probably should have planned this out because I'm kind of just going off on a whim. Uh, yeah, go for it, go for it. See, then it, like, it, it comes to... Like it, it resources every a few years that should we have a national league? Like obviously they have you have the Northern Irish League. In my opinion, I think we should integrate both of them together as one league. Because first of all, you're bringing more clubs into the league. Second of all, that's more fans into the league. And I know, I know, like we we already had this discussion. Like we just touched on it. I know yeah, that. Yeah. Like from your point of view, that like secretarian secretarianism comes into this, and you're like, there'd be a lot of scraps and everything. But I think personally, it's it's a good idea that we should put both leagues together, because like why why don't you? Everywhere else does it. Every other country does it. Well, yeah, except well, exception for England, but even at that, they have some Welsh teams in the Premier League and all that. But go on. Yeah, it's it's like you have to remember Northern Ireland. Are their own country like mm. it's not like 
like I know obviously whatever blah blah six counties should be in Ireland whatever but Northern Ireland are their own country and like you can't you can't take that from them at the minute anyway so maybe first of all they don't want to be put into the Irish League they want their own league and secondly like I don't believe like in England you see like Cardiff and Swansea are in yeah, Premier I don't League. understand that. How how are Cardiff and Swansea playing in the they were too English good. National League? Was it? It's like this, this yeah, thought, it was, they they won the league every year. I believe. I don't know. I have to research but, that, but I think but it then was that. Why aren't Celtic put into the? Well, EPL? Celtic was a competitive league between. I know between two of them, but not much competitive. Is it? Not competitive anymore, yeah. and I think I think they should be put into the EFL but for now they're not gonna be but still like that my point is it's like you're not putting the whole entire of the whole entire welsh league into the irish league i'm te- if if there, excuse me if there was one standout team from the northern irish league potentially they could be put into the irish league did i say that right from the northern irish league if there was one like standout team they could be put into the irish league but i think put adding in the whole Northern Irish League one I think it's a worse standard and two I don't think it would work first of all because then you're putting in like 12 more teams and I don't know if they have any lower leagues I presume they do so you have to integrate them in as well you're like doubling the size of the league so you're, you're going from one like how many teams are in the League of Ireland 12 yeah you're going from a 12 league team to a 24 league team so then you need to get like regulations and I think but it doesn't even have to be a 24 league team you could keep it as the tw- well not 12 you could probably stretch it to like what 18 league team like as in the, the top division is 18 teams but mm. like like it's just because at the minute in, in the top division in league world, you have like what you have about six eight clubs that will stay up guaranteed and then you have like the likes of like cabin Teeley that will come up and just go straight back down and then there's other teams like it's just they're yo-yo clubs so in my opinion i think one it should be we should merge the two leagues together because more teams more clubs more fans for me i think it's just a better idea two as well you could kind of start pushing for uh, United Irish national team which as I said resources like that the talk about that comes up every every now and again which I think which obviously from my point of view I'd love it but I, I don't think it's going to happen I, I this is what I'm saying like I would like it to happen because I want the League of Ireland to improve because I do think that in this country we ha- can have a top professional league and the game between Rovers and Bowes just shows you there was there's like I've never seen as much publicity for a match ever like everyone was tweeting about it everyone was talking about it but before that I don't think even a lot of people know that the League of Ireland is still a thing like people still go to matches but for that one match alone because we were actually allocated the amount of tickets we were allocated 1,100 or something which is the most ever we've been allocated it just goes to show that we can have a professional league here but they just don't be arsed the FAI 
I know I'm going back again to the FAI and I'm not starting with John Delaney because he's even though he stepped down he's still everything's still come up. Uh but yeah. I think like if how do I put this? I think I think we need a plan. A five, ten year plan of youth systems and Actually, hold on. Let me hop onto Twitter. I don't know where I'm... Okay, let, let me say this, right? And then I'll, I'll leave it at that from, from my point of view. I think mixing the two leagues would be beneficial eventually over years. And mixing the national teams would be beneficial over years. Like the Irish rugby team is a mixed team. Yeah. So it, it could happen. I'm, I'm not... And it can work, too, it, as you can see. And it can work in the rugby. But I think it's too much work for the FAI and the IFA. The Irish, I think that the IFA is the Northern Irish Football Association. Um, they're, I think they don't really want to. But we're not so, going to improve if we don't. We're just going to stay no, in the shitty league that we are and nobody knows about us. No, I don't think it comes. I don't think mixing the leagues will solve all your problems. I'm not saying that it will, but I'm saying that no, it, but I'm not even. It, I'm saying it can't improve us. I don't think it will to the level that you think it will. No, obviously, but not mix. Like if we mix them, I'm hardly going to think. Oh, the standards going to go. No, no, insanely no, because the, because think... then you can look at it. A few years ago, you had Daryl Horgan, which was undoubtedly the best player in the league at that time. He went over to Scotland, and he's just an average player now. So. By merging the two leagues, the two leagues together, I don't think the quality is gonna skyrocket. I just no, think but you that... look at that, right? You look at that. Daryl Horgan went over to Scotland, yeah, yeah, and he's playing for Hibs, a mid-table club in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Celtic played. Who was it? The fucking Shamrock Rovers. No, no, no. They played. Well, one they played Shamrock Rovers twice in a row. Played their youth team and won seven nil both times. Was not a two. Little. Or well, it might have been. I don't know, but it was a ridiculous result anyway. And they played some team. Some I can't remember what it was, and I can't remember which team it was. But remember, they were playing on Orange Day, the Orange Day parades, and they had to change it around because that would cause all sorts of problems. No. This was like two seasons ago or one season ago, but they <coughs> smashed them out the gate again. Like, like the the standard of the Northern Irish League isn't great, and and I don't think there's many fans in the Northern Irish League, so I don't think that it will bring a massive increase in fans or even publicity or anything. I can like I can see where you're coming from. Like I know, like I know that everyone knows that the fucking Northern Irish League, the standards, cack. Like imagine adding the Scottish League. I I suppose Scottish League is a bad example. Imagine adding the Welsh League into the English, the EFL. I think it's the same thing. It wouldn't make a difference. I I don't know. Anyway, we're going, yeah, we're going around and around a bit. Yeah, I, was, uh, yeah, I probably should have planned this out. I just kind of went on a tangent. As well, uh, FAI need to sort of fucking shit out. Like, why do we have Monday night games and Tuesday night games when you're expecting 
part-time footballers and part-time fans who probably have work college the law the next morning to travel from like for example when we went up to Derry uh from Dublin to Derry what it's like 200 kilometers or something but and they expect that on a Monday night like if it was on a Friday night Saturday night you'd get you'd get a solid turnout but this Monday night football is a lot of bollocks like you're expecting part-time footballers and part-time fans to break the bollocks to run around all the way around the country to to go to games I'm just I'm actually sick to fucking death with the FIA like I know fair play to Mark Mark Teague Mark Teague he was the the reporter I found out all the shit on John Delaney actually I'll have to listen to his he was on a podcast I think I'll have to listen back to that he was the one that dug everything up but like it's I don't know I'm just sick to fucking death with the League of Ireland because I know from a fan's point of view how much it's progressing and it, and it's a fact it's you can see by the statistics that more fans are coming through the turnstiles every week that's just a, a, like a fact like like for example Bowes they're selling out home games against UCD which maybe a season or two ago you wouldn't even sell out the only games that would probably sell out would be obviously Rovers maybe Dundalk Cork when they are good but now every game is selling out so Yes, League of Ireland is progressing, but I just think that we're just on a loop. Like, no matter how much we're gonna progress, the League of Ireland just oh sorry, the FAO just don't give a fuck about us, and that pisses me off so much. I think the future of the F of the League of Ireland hinges on the next appointment of CEO of the FAO. Yeah, but who? Well, uh, you say who? Like, I don't, know, I don't know the inside politics of the FAI, so I don't know who they'd, who they'd appoint or who would be good. I couldn't suggest someone, but whoever does know them things needs to do it with the the League of Ireland in mind. Mm-hmm. I think it, it I, is I, integral. I, I think like, I did. Irish, Sorry. Irish football, like even the Irish national team, is not going to benefit without. Like these boys, these Irish boys need a place to come up. Even if they go till they're twenty one, or even if they go till they're eighteen, they play for Sligo Rovers or something, and then they move off to Man United or Chelsea or Spurs or even like West Brom or Preston or something. That that's fine as long as they're coming up through Irish leagues. That then you start benefiting, and then maybe one or two stay, and they go well. I'd rather play in Ireland, and then you start growing from there and and you keep growing but I think if you keep like pushing young players away like I know two people one of them's in the West Brom Academy and the other one's in the Wolves Academy why aren't they in the Shamrock Rovers or the Bohemians Academy or the Dundalk Academy I know that goes back to like the magic playing but this is another reason why I'm giving more support to the Ireland under 21s than the actual first team because exactly. I know because the, yeah because Stephen Kenny's given the League of Ireland lads a chance obviously the lads that are over in England they're getting their they're getting their chance too but he's bringing in the lads from the League of Ireland U teams that that's the only way we can progress and instead of having like fucking Aegis like Declan Rice where we chasing after some fucking B Tech centre mid who 
he's going to be a nobody in a few years. He's probably going to get about one or two caps for England, and that's that. But yeah, we're chasing after him and trying everything to, to get him. But what's the point when you have people that are just as good that are coming up throughout the leagues but not getting that chance in the first team? So that's why I am actually giving more support to the under-21s because I know they're just genuine lads who want to play for their team. And they're coming up from the League of Ireland. I know Daryl he's in the team. Uh, they're from Bowes. Uh, who else is in the team? Uh, I don't know. I knew the under-17s team when they were... Remember the under seven? I think it was last year and they had all the boys in it. The, yeah. Yeah, See, I, I watched that and they did well. Yeah. But yeah, I, like you look at the boys like Adam Ida, Adam Ida, Ida? Ida. Adam Ida, and he's playing at Norwich at the minute. Like that's great and all, but mm. I'd rather see those boys with all the hype around them going, oh Jesus, you see the young lad who Shamrock Rovers have now? I know, yeah. well, Shamrock Rovers isn't a great example for you because you don't like Shamrock Rovers, but oh, you see the young lad who Bowes have now? He, like he could be something big. Yeah. But then, like it's just annoying that the like Norwich come in and go, come on, and they go, yeah, absolutely, because there's no future for them here. Right, here's a perfect example. Dan Andreu, who's at Bowes now, okay? He went over to Brighton. He was at Brighton for a few years. And he was just playing in the under twenty three under twenty trees? Yeah, under twenty trees. We we brought he, we brought him to Bose. Been absolutely fantastic this season. And Derek Pendar, our club captain, who's been there fucking years now. After the win against I think it was Rovers, he turned to Dano and said, Isn't that better than under twenty trees? And he said, Yeah. Like Im- like imagine go. Just gone away to rot away in the other 23. I'm not saying Dano was, but to, like anyone that goes over to just rot away in the other 23s. But when you can play here in front of fans that actually want to see you play instead of just playing in, in behind closed doors against like a fucking few other players. Like, I I don't know. I'm just pissed off at the league. I know I'm going on a rant and I'm not really going anywhere with it. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we, we better finish off. We've been going a while and we don't want it to go on too long. Actually, what, right. What, what do you want to say, real quick? One fifteen. Uh, yeah. Actually, sorry. What happened with James McLean? I wanted to talk. Oh about yeah, that yeah, quickly. yeah. Real, real quick. That was fucking disgraceful. A fucking uh, another act of just. You wonder what? What was the point? Nothing. There was like your man. It's like you send that and you go, all right, yeah, that's done. And okay, James posts it on Twitter. Haha, <laughs> Yeah, that's. Deadly, I got to him. Haha. <laughs> okay, for anyone so, uh, that doesn't know what it is, James McLean received a birthday card from someone that I just some of the scummiest boiled things ever written inside it. Uh, but it was like uh, Easter Sunday, seven nil England, good win or stuff or whatever yeah, it was. I don't know. It was fucking disgusting. But when James tweeted about it, there wasn't much any fuss about it really. Like. Uh, Kick it out said something, but didn't. Yeah, know. but no, kick it out only brought out their statement after a few hours after seeing it when people started tweeting them. But like, now this is uh, like this might be put a bit touchy, but it, I'm saying if it was coming from if it was coming from someone of color, I'm not gonna say Sterling because he's probably a bit higher. Um, no, actually, fuck it. Yeah, if it was coming from someone of color, I think there would have been more of an outrage. But because it was coming from someone oh, this is really like touching on not racism but I don't know 
Uh, yeah, I think that would have been more of an outrage if it was coming from someone of colour, but because it was James McLean and it was... He is such what, a, a like kind of controversial character anyway. Yeah, and because it was sectarianism rather than... Well, you could touch on that, it was almost racism. But yeah, basically stamp it out who are... They're uh, all about stamping out racism, it's who in football... They didn't really do anything about it. Nothing was really said until a f- good few hours and they released just a generic statement, which really pissed me off. I mean, that's the thing about Kick It Out. Like, what can they do? Yeah. No, like, I'm, obviously, I'm not, not going to get into it because I'm going to just... I'm going to word it wrong. So I don't yeah. want to. I, I get that. Like, I, for me, I get behind the, the premise of Kick It Out. Mm-hmm. But what can they actually do other than tell people not to be racist? That goes, but I think we talked about it last time. Why not point deduction? Yeah, no, no, that, that that's the thing. But that's not what kick it out. Kick it out can yeah. go here, here, FA point deductions. But the FA don't have to do anything. It's not ob- It's not an obligation. Mm. All that kick it out can do is go do this or don't do this. But like, I think that this case should be treated the same way that, I don't know, say when Raheem Sterling was racially abused. I think both the cases should be treated the same way, but there was more of an outcry with Raheem than there was with James McLean. Even though yeah. both of the cases were as bad as each other. But in my opinion, James McLean was almost worse because of some of the shit that was written and it was just fell. But yeah. Anyway. Sorry, that last half an hour was just me just talking shy. I didn't really have any script or anything to go now. Yeah, we're gone a good bit over time now, so uh, we better wrap it up. Actually, quickly, and now you're probably going to say, like, if, if you look on Twitter, I thought, Lol Karner, absolute legend, by the way, he's doing something sick. If you don't have tickets to his show, he's been trading. Like, if you tweet him a picture of a retro jersey saying, sorry, I, don't, I, I did, couldn't get tickets to his show, any chance of swapping this, I don't know, what was it, like... 1998 Mexico jersey in a large could I get tickets and he's been doing it for all of his gigs and I thought that was just fucking class yeah that's good I always love when like actual when artists like interact actually with their fans yeah and that's what he always says in a lot of his interviews he just says he's just a normal dude like he he really is a normal just an average person also I respect it anyway I guess that that kind of does it for episode 8 um, hope you enjoyed the facts it's hard to tell when we're recording this whether it'll be a good one or yeah. not or whether people enjoy it or not so really your your feedback really does help us out a lot so we we, we would push you to kind of get in touch with us and tell us what you thought of it um, whether it's a, a review on on iTunes or whether you just DM us on the Instagram we might set up a Twitter as well I don't know I'm trying to think about that one but um yeah so like whatever whatever it is like we really do pushes to kind of tell us how, how we're doing because we're not going to get if, if you aren't enjoying it if you didn't enjoy something we're not going to know unless you just tell us if you get mm. so yeah and thank you to everyone who sent in their questions or their facts today 
Um, we might try and do something like that again, not obviously facts, but try and get yous involved, get yous to kind of like give us stuff to talk about, not just like topics, but like kind of get it interactive. And um, I always remember, I always, I'm sitting there editing going, fuck, I forgot to say that, and I know now is going to be that time when I'm editing, but yeah, like I can't I'm, think of anything else. I'm already thinking now, like I should have said something. <laughs> I should have said it better, like or even I shouldn't have said something. Yeah. It is hard. It's hard. People don't people don't understand how hard it is to do a podcast. Anyway, um, thank you for tuning in, and I hope you tune in again. Peace.